Hey everybody, this is Dick. Uh, today's show was on February 12th, 2020, broadcasted live on our Facebook page and also, of course, Lone Star Community Radio. Our special guest for today's show was Laura Jones. She's running for U.S. Congress District 8, which covers like seven counties. There's like there's a lot going on with that one, but it was a great interview. She shows up about oh, 30, 40 minutes in. Uh, I do want to remind folks that it, uh, early voting for Texas, especially in the Montgomery County area, uh, starts February 18th and goes all the way through February 21st. And then you can do it on – I'm looking at this website real quick. Saturday, February 22nd. Sunday, February 23rd. Actually, 18th through the 28th. Boom. Why don't they just say it like that, you weirdos? And then, of course, uh, Super Tuesday will be the big uh, voting day, which I believe is March 3rd for the primary elections just want to uh, remind folks of that one and you can more information can be found at elections.mctx.org that's elections.mctx.org we do have a show coming up uh next friday we are going to be broadcasting live we're gonna have brian dawson in the studio he's with the go texan parade put on by the conroe chamber of commerce and also uh, committees from the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And so he's going to be in the studio, I think, for that and just other stuff. So if you want to join us, Market Calendars will be broadcasting live on Facebook Live, good stuff like that. That's going to be happening on the 14th of February. Uh, before we get into this show, I want to say thanks to our sponsors. Beanpunk Coffee, uh, beanpunkcoffee.com at 330 North Main Street in Conroe, Texas. You, They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner and drinks and stuff like that. You can call them. Uh, find out more at 936-266-7632. And then also we have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. They do small business office cleaning in the Montgomery County area. For all their services uh, and then schedule cleaning and stuff, visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. Or uh, call them today if you want at 832-689-7996. And then last but not least... The Creative Content Creation C3, C3TheWoodlands.com. They do all video, social media, writing. If it's creative if it's creative and tangible, they do it, people. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show, and we'll see you later. Hey, we thought we'd give you like the extended version of our bumper yeah, sorry music. About that. Nah, we uh, Dick and Skippy in the mornings here. Facebook it's, didn't want us Wednesday. to go live. Yeah, I was scared of us, but we prevailed. So we are live. I'm hoping on Facebook, but we are definitely live on 104.5 and 106.1 on your gloomy downtown Conroe dial. That's right. It is Wednesday. Uh, it is uh, we're a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Today's the twelfth, I believe. Yep. So it's Valentine's Day Eve Eve. And right now, I'll let you know outside in Conroe, it's forty-eight degrees outside. It's going to get up another ten degrees to fifty-eight, going down to the forties. So it's me fl- flirting between the fifties. There we go. We're we're definitely live on the air now. Uh, uh, Twelve and one p.m. Uh, there may be some rain. And then sunshine tomorrow, 50s and 60s, so uh, we're going to flirt with the 70s. So weather's starting to do its thing, the slow warming trend into spring and summer. So I guess we can start kissing goodbye to Montgomery County winter, as it were. Dick, it's great to see you this morning. I know. Give me a second. Yeah, I know you're doing your thing, but I just want to say good morning. Good morning to our listeners. want to give a special shout-out. Um, I was kind of Facebookless yesterday, and I think I totally... And utterly missed listener Brett's birthday, so I'm going to sing him a song later in person 
or you know over the phone or something to him. But uh, uh, our longtime listeners, uh, you know Brett, he's our he's the guy that keeps us honest on the air, and it apparently was his birthday yesterday. So Brett, if you're listening, happy birthday! And of course, don't forget we podcast every episode as Dick and Skippy in the morning. So go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, get your favorite podcasts and add us to it. I myself have become a podcast junkie the last few months, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, everything from TV show recaps to pop culture podcasts to even um, dramatic ones. And, you know, Lone Star Radio Troop, we also have a podcast up. Go to Lone Star Radio Troop and your podcast right. search button. I think we're good. Good. And uh, we've got some of our shows. We're putting some more on. Over the years, we've done, I think, three or four dozen live and recorded dramatic presentations through Lone Star Radio Troop, and we're going to be adding them to our podcast. You're boring people now. Well, I had to cover it till you finished doing all your techie magic. I think we did it. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to listener Dennis who's tuned in. Hey, buddy, how's it going today? Good to see you. How's the drum circles going along? <laughs> I like it. I we do have a special guest today. Now right. I'm back. Now I'm back. There he is. All right. Laura Jones coming uh, in. We have Laura Jones coming in. She's running for District 8. I'm trying to get her info back up. For some reason, Facebook didn't want to post our video, and uh, well, all of her information disappeared. So I had a warning that said, you're about to run out of time, either restore, delete, or See, I didn't uh, get reschedule. That. And I've been trying, I was trying to reschedule, mm-hmm. and I guess it didn't want to do okay. it. But we... we but we, uh, we, hey, Mark, if you're wor- if you're working this morning, I don't know if you're, if you're still hanging out Wherever you hang, where does Mark hang out? Do we know? Do we, Mark it, Cook? No, Mark Zuckerberg. No, Zuckerberg. Our Facebook guy. Okay. He needs to make this a little easier, a little bit more informative. That's right. But anyhow, we are on the air worldwide now at IRLonestar.com so, uh, on Facebook. Yeah, if you have questions for our guests coming in, Laura Jones running for Congress District 8, uh, I'm going to put all our info in the description here pretty soon when we take our break. And then uh, she comes in around 10 o'clock. So that's, you got 30 minutes till then. So good luck with that. Until then, you're stuck with us. Yeah. So, uh, any news items you want to talk about before she comes in? I know the bigger the uh, the bigger news. I think there's the Andrew Yang guy. Uh, well, yeah, dropped out. Primary happened yesterday. Oh, does that mean he dropped out? Well, he did. He did drop out before or after. I think during. So, what does that have to do with New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Uh, well, this is primary. the first primary. But I'm talking about Andrew Yang. What about him? I'm the one that brought him up, yeah. and you're trying to derail that conversation. I know. I'm really good at that. So, No, Andrew Yang chose the time of the New York primary to discontinue his presidential run on the Democratic yeah. ticket. And uh, probably just seeing the polling figures. I'm trying to figure out where he came from. Was he run, Was he in office at all? Was he just a wealthy guy who decided to no, 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 try no. crazy policies? No, I know his policies are pretty, pretty uh, off the wall. Well, you know, like he had this idea. What was it called? Uh, American dollars, I think it was, where everyone gets a hundred dollar. Like you can't donate. You cannot donate to a political campaign, but everyone gets a hundred dollars to donate to any political co- campaign or something like that. So, like corporations can't donate anymore. That was going to be one of his policies. But every every citizen of the United States gets a hundred dollars to put towards any type of political campaign. Try to get rid of uh, larger corporations dominating donations. Okay. So I remember reading that. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, change it up. I don't see why not. <laughs> change it up. So what do you think? Should it be caps or should it just be, you know, open checkbook? I mean, I, I know I like this idea, you know, because that means like some, some guy, your local dude could be uh, doing really well and then like national Yeah, I mean, stuff. Yang is an entrepreneur. You know, he was good with startups and, and that was his thing. So not a lot but of But it also makes experience. people running for a higher office have to... 
change their strategy where they spend their money because they might not have all that money to spend on ads and then time. So they have to change their strategy. And I like that. And you gotta, you gotta keep people on their toes. At least they'll focus on their message instead of, you well, know. this, uh, believe it or not, there's going to be segue here. So I think I told you the other day I was watching one of the fire festival documentaries, you know, there were two competing mm-hmm. documents. Well, I finished watching the second one. So I watched both the fire festival, docu- fire festival documentaries. And if, you, if people who don't know, Fire Festival was the brainchild of this guy Billy McFarlane, who was a dot com entrepreneur, little uh, rich guy, wanted to had this idea for um, not only an app called the Fire App, where uh, you could book talent to you know you could book book Ja Rule to come to your kid's birthday party if you had that kind of money, but wanted to put together this festival on a private island uh, like the new Coachella or something. And watching these documentaries, uh, you know, fraud, wire fraud, mail fraud, lies, just total. Did you finish it yet? I finished both of them. All right. So, did you like the scene towards the end where he actually commits a fraud on the thing? Yeah, and both the documentaries covered. Yeah. Well, that was on this. They actually had a video on the second one. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. So uh, he gets arrested. He's on bail for the first round of charges, and then he actually starts this whole other scam. And he's got it on video. I think there was a deal. Well, who was the guy with him? Was the son of the mayor? Frank, or his name was Frank something. Who's son of the mayor or something? Like uh, yeah, something like that. I don't of think New it was York. the mayor's son. Because mayor is Bill de Blasio. I don't think this was Frank de Blasio. Um, I think it was something like that. It could be. We could look it up. Yeah, but it was... Uh, but the reason why I'm going with this, it's the power of social media was insane in allowing this to happen. Um where you just got like 200 influencers, and I use the term with you know a certain amount of contempt in my voice. Well, uh, no, see, I, think, I, think, this I think this is a unique square. scenario though, because there were so many eyeballs of a certain age that fit that one particular want of going to the, the a festival. Festivals right. are really big, but because for people who use Instagram, somebody's favorite, you know, Kylie Jenner or Kendall Jenner, whoever it was, or or whatever model was the. I don't. I can't even. I don't even know these models' names. But they all posted this orange Seems square. Like you need to get influenced, dude. And you click on it, and it takes you to the video. You know where they shot kind of this. Uh, not a fake. No, like video. I think they they knew their market. And yeah, they knew well, this who, market who spend the money. sold literally fake everything stuff. they owned to go to this thing, and we're having meltdowns. Well, I mean, I'm really gonna feel bad for somebody to sell everything they well, owned. Well, yeah, there's a certain amount of shit and fright. Like a, a three night festival. Well, I, I get that. We like to see. Or was it even three nights? No, it, it, after the first night. Well, I meant like, what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be. Yeah. And, yeah. but the power of social media was insane on this that so many people, I mean, tens of millions of dollars got sunk into this. And the people paying what they could, you know, people selling their possessions to go to this music festival that well, it never mean, happened. That, that, you get zero sympathy from me for that. Well, it's not a matter of symp- sympathy. When you add so that much. into it, like well, I, I, mean, I get love... that people got gypped, and there should uh-huh. be, you know, some, you know, if there was some serious illegal activity going on, because that's when you get. But into they words. didn't know it was illegal, and that's like blaming the victim because uh, Bernie Madoff took their money. Yeah. No. You know, if you're investing, you're risking it. Well, it depends on the risk. Yeah, you're giving it to a if guy. He, well, the risk. is So not, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like this guy. Says, I mean, it's not like there's a there's not a background story of anyone ever stealing money ever before Bernie Madoff. So do you hide all your money in a, in a under a mattress? Yeah, yeah. You, Can I borrow your house keys? So I mean, you can't. I mean, like I, 
I get that it's it was wrong. I'm not saying it's a right thing to steal money because you have zero sympathy for the victims. But at one point, you're <clears> going to have to be like, I'm giving this guy so much money. I don't even know where my money is. And I, you know, you gotta gotta have to know where your money is. Well, the the have nots do tend to like to want to laugh when the haves get screwed or arrested well, or I mean, something. When, you, we when get you're a at that point in your life, belief. Sean, you have that much money where everything is depending on one guy to invest it for you. Family friend, like I bet, like his neighbor was, you know, like everybody knew him. Well, but, no, remember this Billy McFarland built venture capitalists and investors out of millions because he would actually change documents. Oh, change yeah. Change legal documents saying, I own well, he actually $2 million was, worth of Facebook stock where he really owned like, you know, 30 bucks worth, that kind of thing. So you can't blame the victims on that. We want to. We want to laugh and point and say, oh, first world problems, poor millennials, whatever. But, you know, you can't... It uh, Hopefully it was a wake-up call to these people to be more cautious. Not to I mean, just... just be, not because just Kylie Jenner... You know, post something that you should. No, I sell think that uh, I think that marketing company really knew how to push people, and if anything, they should use that as a, a flagship when they advertise getting potential new advertisers. Like, well, well here's look, the thing: we, 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 take we, the crime out of the situation. It was brilliant marketing, yeah. and if it had just not been a criminal activity, it would have been awesome. <laughs> but that that that's where it all falls apart. Well, it's uh, not up to the marketing people; they have no idea. They just got paid to do something. Yeah, but so. The, the the social media, I, I'm tying that into the political thing that some people just can't afford the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars to put on an ad, an ad buy, an ad run. Uh, on a, Although you should be able to, if you're running for president, you should be able to raise enough money to do so. Um, if you you know if you can't afford it, then something's wrong with your campaign. But if you're running for a lesser office, of course, a grassroots campaign could work. That means door to door. That means little town halls. And if three, it's like a, running a theater, Dick. You know, where we're having a show. I don't care if there's 50 people in the audience, 500 or five. You get the same show. You know, you appreciate the people that show up. And same thing if you know, take do a town hall meeting, and if three people show up, then give them their th- time. And those three people, three people may or may not even vote for you. They may tell others, but you got to remain committed to the cause. Uh, you can and social media is a huge honking thing, and that's what I was trying to bring it back to. Uh, a savvy politician can use social media to their benefit because if one thing Fire Festival taught us was, oh my gosh, you can you have such a reach if you hit the right people oh, yeah. with the right message, you could own that social media. Even if it's for a day, but that could be the day that that puts you over the top. Well, that's what makes me wonder how much uh, you know that that web that the app cameo. Mm-hmm. I wonder like, when after Donald Trump becomes you know he's done with being president, how much he's going to charge people to be on cam- like to do his cameo. Because <laughs> now 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 you put a value to it, and you got like I think it was one of the guys. It's pretty funny. There's a Shark Tank guy on there, and I think he just did the max. Because that's such a Shark Tank like kind of move. Ten thousand like, dollars, yeah, whatever. Together, it's like yeah. nine nine. I think it's nine uh, nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's such a Shark Tank move. You know, it's like, yeah, if you're gonna pay for it, you're gonna pay for it. I mean, it's I, funny I got other things going on. It's funny you should mention cameos because I was kind of glossing through it, and there's this uh, actress that my wife likes. Uh, she's been on a couple of TV shows. We like Battlestar Galactica and Travelers, and she's on a cameo. And I think for like thirty or sixty bucks, you can get a message from her. And uh, I was actually seriously contemplating trying to do a little Valentine's message uh, for Dude. my wife. I was thinking about doing that last year with uh, the Bachelorette people. See, one I, of the I can't give the Bachelorette Holly, I forgot any which of one mine. Was. Is, it was it, like seventy-five bucks or something like is that. Is Holly a Bachelorette kind of? Yeah, gal? yeah. I'm not anymore. 
Yeah, my wife used to be. So but, but I don't know what happened. I don't. I don't know what it was. All every year is the same to me on that show. Probably so. the, the the stench of the entire milieu right. of the show finally got too pervading, and the showers wouldn't wash it away, so they stopped, had to stop watching. Mm. You know, but Yang know. dropped out. He did indeed. Uh, so the uh, the New Hampshire primary, we had Bernie Sanders edging out Pete Buttigieg and. Listener Jay, if you are listening, please forgive me if I butcher Buttigieg's last name. I'm trying to remember how it's pronounced. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, But then Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar. I know you probably butchered that one. Yeah, I totally butchered Amy's (laughs) name, but uh, came in a surprising third. Uh, I don't really think. See, I I don't think you know that much about. Well, I know that she's considered more the numbers moderate. there because you don't live in New Hampshire. So how do you know what they? Uh, Bernie Sanders twenty twenty six percent. I meant more of like Andrew, why would uh, that surprise you? Like I think anything can go from right because now because Warren and Biden are a distant fourth and fifth. Yeah. Distant. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. Talk to me about Amy uh, Klobuchar. What her, what's her platform? I don't pay attention to that. Is she the former I veteran? Only, or the only reason the, I knew Andrew Yang was because he's on Joe Rogan. Well, there you go. And Joe Rogan's an influencer, so I have so to I'm follow saying, what She kind of came from like. out of nowhere, and it's kind of like Trump. Remember back in 2016 or 15 and 16, the debates, we had 17 Republicans on stage. No one, including Trump, thought that Trump was going to be the last man standing. You can't say that because you don't know. And no, I, I, I can guarantee you that. At, at that time, when, when there were 17 Republicans on the stage, no one thought that Trump would be the last man standing. And if, uh, what's his name, I think uh, Comey's book well, uh, says, uh, is, is true in this, saying, I saw Trump totally freak out the night of the inauguration. Like, like oh my God, I won. What am I going to do? So, which means even he wasn't fully ready, you know, didn't think he was going to make it. Who said that? I can't remember. Some, there's been so many books going out. I don't think it was Comey. So, so you think those books are telling the truth? No, but I'm saying if it... Well... What? I don't get the logic you're, you're well, using the, here. Well, the logic is either, according to the person that wrote the book, Trump was a you know Russian agent mastermind with a multi-year plan to, to get himself into power, or... He melted just down, luck, luck. or he melted down on inauguration night because he actually won. He didn't think he would, so yeah. it's like, I don't, I mean, which it's in one? The past. But that being said, that aside, uh, much like in 2016, the field's starting to narrow, and it's like, what's that TV show like Survivor, where some people just make it week by week, mm-hmm. and you don't get it. Same thing with Trump in 2016, and now here the field is narrowing. The, who does the cleanup? In what context? Well, I imagine like. Hiring all those people, the whole, the whole deal. There's a lot of things, a lot of working parts in a campaign that big, and then it's just kind of like, hey guys, because you know there's like two weeks prior to them announcing that they're going to quit. Like everyone's kind of like, oh no, sometimes more often than not, the the campaign staffers find out when they like see that morning. Yeah, no, no, like when when the candidate goes and says, ah, I love you all, but I'm out of here. I had a good run, but you know we so will fight today. Who works on those campaigns? Are they just are they day laborers kind of thing? Or well, are they like it's a where they wait for a campaign season and like it, they work really hard for the it's five a combo months of then, paid political staffers and a lot of volunteers. Well, because I remember I was talking to uh, a staffer at the Texas Senate. And I think it was one of Will Metcalf's, and I didn't really understand how they were able to afford a full like several full time staffers where he only gets paid, you know. What was it, like a grand a month or something like that? Yeah, when they're when they're in cert, when they're in. Well, but he's like a twenty. He he. This person was working full all year, and I'm like, how? Who pays you from campaign funds? So, 
But that he's a staffer for an already elected person. So that person still needs to campaign for their re-election. Well, I'm, I don't think he's a campaign staffer. I think he's just part of the staff at the state. But he, I didn't. Well, wanna... uh, oh, you mean well, like a an aide? I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't make a, sense a to me. Staff. Okay, so there's a campaign staffer, and then there's a staffer. Okay. So Will Metcalf has a staff. Uh, Jim James Nowak has a staff, and they're paid through congressional so they budget, get, they, county so budget. Could you say, oh, they get paid more than the CEO or their boss? Because no. the boss only gets paid what? Well, they could. But see, right, when you're running right. a campaign, well, I think I think that's the state Senate people get paid like what a grand when they're in. Yeah, they probably. So look, there we go. Aid, I can I Which, can pretty let's much put that graph out and see if people get confused. Because of my wife's former job, I can guarantee you that the aides don't make anywhere near what the office holders make. So well, as as the at the Texas holders. Senate, in any well, I mean, capacity. you talking about in their private job? No, I'm talking if I worked for County Commissioner Smith. Well, the county commissioner he's here gonna makes make like hundred grand or something. Like okay, that. if Some I work crazy... for state rep Jones, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm his aide, you... I guarantee you, I'm making less money than he or she is. Well, I mean, That's just all depends. there is to it. But if you're if you're paying a campaign staff, you can pay out the nose because you want a good state legislators staffer. in Texas make six hundred per month. Okay, That's what they're paid. Mm-hmm. Now find out what their aides are paid. So I don't know. I can, it's going to be less than six hundred a month. So what are they doing? What is this guy who I know? What is he doing on the side? Is he doing drugs, selling drugs? Like, how's he making? Uh, how does he be able to pay rent? I don't know. Is he living at the Capitol? I don't know. Now maybe our guest will have some thoughts on this matter and and how she doesn't that. want it to you know continue. So I but, know we're gonna have her you know to clean up uh, the situation if indeed it needs cleaning up. Yeah, see, I don't really know the world of campaigning, so I don't I mean, I imagine it's a lot Here's of money. Thing, you can hire a campaign manager for millions of dollars because this campaign manager has a track record of getting people elected. And okay. that's where campaign donations, you can't use your, you know, you know your budget from the Senate or, or, or the county or whatever to pay for your campaign. That's why you need campaign funds to come okay. in. And that just doesn't pay for yard signs and TV commercials. It pays for... The people, people who make it happen. That's why they're very dependent on volunteers, yeah, as well. And the, the big about the, the volunteer base, I guess. Okay, got it. Yeah, not really. This doesn't make any sense to me. Someone's the money's come from somewhere. Yes, it's coming from donors. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, and which is why campaign finance reform is a hot button topic because sometimes it is. Uh, and, and even locally in the non-political arena, we have, uh, you, know, you know, there's an award ceremony where there are favorites and non-favorites, or a lot of money goes towards one particular thing, and not another. I mean, it, it's obvious. And this well, is- right now, the big, I guess, the biggest topic locally here is the dam. Right now, right, like that's what Dick, we're on the earth's the darn. The dam, the Conroe well, Dam. But we're on the air. This oh, is a family-friendly show. It. It's we're the in it's the darn. We'll get over it. Okay. I know that's the biggest issue. Are they are, are they putting something on the ballot for November for that, or is that something that I'm just making up? I know there's... I'm not sure if it's on the ballot or not, but I know that the ongoing battle between San Jacinto River Authority and Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District is you know. One of Kingwood ending. was talking about. They're having meetings. In yeah, Kingwood but but and... it's, it started with them. Now it's expanding because yeah. uh, you know, do you lower? Do you raise? How does this affect? I don't property know if values? it's really smart to lower the water right before summer. But I guess that's hurricane season. I don't really. I mean, that to me, it's kind of like, well, do you want to have an economy, or do you want to just risk it? And oh, this is where homes, anyone right? presenting a bill or a referendum really needs to have 
a qualified, you know, engineer signing well, off. What we should on do it. is just close the lake. Close the lake. No, no one complain anymore. <clears throat> you want to drain it and take it back to yeah, where you it was? Yeah, good luck with all your water. I did not know. It took me a long time to realize that Lake Conroe was not a natural lake. No, I you know of course I was late moving into Montgomery County, but you just assume there's a lake there that it was. You know, Conroe always hasn't been here, right? Yeah. And did you know that? It's been proven scientifically that Conroe was the Garden of Eden. Yeah. I always uh, I made that joke about when I was at school in Abilene. I said this is probably where Jesus is really crucified because the, the <laughs> because the the land is so barren here. Oh my gosh. We took a took a corner took a, on this show. Well, you ever been to Abilene? It's very flat and it's very I, dry. I, I spent a week there one afternoon. So it's uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it out there. But it always made me think. I bet you did. Well, I mean, the sunsets and sunrises were all right, but then uh, during the day, you're like, man, this is kind of uh, uh but my young purga- friend, there's like purgatory here. I once saw a sunrise from the summit of Mount Fuji, and there will never be a more beautiful sunrise. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, you're just jealous. But anyhow, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens after, because I, I believe South Carolina's next on the list. Now, Biden, Joe Biden, so you, actually you're bypassed just, you're, you're play by play New Hampshire. Stuff. Yeah, right. I'm going to call the commentary. So what's Joe Va- Biden— What's Vegas saying? Uh, the odds, oh gosh, I'm sure they're all over the map. But uh, former Vice President Joe Biden bypassed New Hampshire and went straight into South Carolina. I think he felt he would not have a good showing in New Hampshire, so he can put it off on— well, hey, I you know I came in fourth or fifth in New Hampshire because I wasn't there, you know, kind of saving face and saving money and, and and rallying. But the clock is ticking for both, I believe, Biden and Warren that either or both of them will have to come up with something significant, platform wise, soundbite wise, or something, uh, some kind of shot in the arm that will put him back up there, or else it's going to be your top three, which right now are Buttigieg, Sanders, and Klobuchar. Uh, Klobuchar, and I'm. I apologize. I always read about her name, but I never yeah, right now, can't remember how to pronounce Vegas it. Vegas betting odds are seven, plus 17 for Sanders. Yeah, well, that's because he's coming off of New Hampshire. Now we see so. what South Carolina is. And then, of course, in early March, in just a few weeks, we have Super Tuesday. I don't know what that is. Super Tuesday is when many states hold their primaries on the same date. Are we part of that? First, Yeah, Texas is one of those states. I'm learning so much today. Yeah, you are. And the professional politician or the professional candidate hasn't even started talking yet you've been relying on me which is really scary on many levels yeah but we need to get uh 10 o'clock in just a few minutes we'll be getting our uh, professional candidate yeah, Laura Jones. Laura. she'll tell us all about it right and we'll where get to that, hear where all that dark seed money comes from right <laughs> yeah yeah, <it'll> be, <laughs> is that yeah. How it works I yeah don't know. let's be sure to ambush her with that well because well, uh, you know when you want it's a good you thing read, she's not listening when on you the read air things online you like you watch things that everyone always says oh there's there's so much corruption but i'm like i don't really know like how do i know how to spot it unless because everyone's just telling me does that make sense like yeah. i don't really understand kind of like when someone says racketeering like i don't understand what racketeering is it's the gaining of money through um means that are illegal or uh, false. So would that guy from Fire Fire Festival, he be charged with racketeering? Yeah, if you found it's organized now, organized crime means I'm going to get it. I'm going to understand the word one day, but I believe like, for him for Billy McFarland since it was pretty much on him and this other guy named Cuz I know the fraud thing happened because he he's forged documents. Like he changed right. documents and I get the for 
Like, I've, Forge makes sense to me. Right. Now, that doesn't but necessarily count as organized. Right. Racketeering needs, there's a level to that, meaning if it's just one person. If it's like a dollar, it's not racketeering, but if it's $4 million, it's no, racketeering. No, no, no. You can have racketeering for a dollar, but if you're really piss poor a racketeerer, it's the number of people involved, it's the number of entities involved. If okay. it's just one person doing their thing, he that's mail fraud, that's tax fraud, that's okay. wire fraud. But if it's a 20. But if, if it's a if it's a uh, oh not a conspiracy what's the word I'm looking for a uh, uh, well about that monopoly com- game for McDonald's that got busted like twenty years ago what about that oh uh, you got to remind me remember about- that they had the monopoly game and then they turned out where it was like the people putting it on wasn't McDonald's or somebody else and they weren't actually printing a winning ticket. And they were just keeping the money, and they were they were basically that's fraud, that's misrepresentation. Okay. You, you know they that were, doesn't count as racketeering. Either they're investing it or doing something with it. Like so, they had the bankroll from McDonald's, and they were mm-hmm. just banking on it and just collecting interest. I think yeah, racketeering that. also involves that the money earned goes to additional criminal enterprises. Okay, and that's under the RICO Act. RIC. So I don't know. I mean, I just don't know those things. Yeah. Maybe we get a lawyer in here and tell me tell me what. Well, what's we right we know a couple. Wrong. Because I feel like what's going to happen to me is I'm going to get busted one day, and they're going to be like, you did X, Y. I was like, what are those words? What does that mean? I don't even know I was doing something wrong. Well, be sure you memorize my phone number because, you know, you can't call, you know, from, from jail. you got to be able to remember No, that's going to change. Millennials are going to change things to where we can, you know, tweet when we're in jail <laughs> so we can get a lawyer. <laughs> So in the new ad, the OMG, new Jim Adler the ad, pokey, LOL. The, new, the new Jim Adler ad is going to be like at the hammer. You know, is he the hammer? Yeah, so no, he, yeah. Jim Adler he's is the, the Texas, hammer. He's right? a Texas yeah, hammer. So it'd be like to make sure to tweet me in jail, right? Yeah, you don't think that will change? You? I, you never know. I think so. You never know. I can see that. But yeah, one thing I've noticed. I mean, just kind of like a side thing that. So you're telling everybody no one to get a tattoo. Yeah, of the one phone number you need to remember. <laughs> the one that no one ever. Like, oh gosh, what's my mother's phone number? Is it? Oh my gosh, and you start because no one remembers them. When I was growing up, that's all we could memorize every phone number in the planet. Well, I think that was also because of your education, like the, the education, but also we had to re- retain it. Well, you know, if you don't, yeah. no, if you no longer need to retain something, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the only reason, that, embarrassingly, that I remember my wife's number is the mnemonic. It spells out something that I just can't forget, and that's why you you is know it me. A bad word. No, actually, it's pretty good. I'll, I'll tell you off the air. So but, it's a bad word. No, no, no. But a refer- I don't want to give my wife's phone number out over the open airwaves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's what I was here, hoping you do here. Let me give the last four for social. That's what while I was hoping I'm at you do here. <laughs> but it references an athlete, and it it, it fits perfectly. Is it Mike Tyson? Nope. Man, I was really hoping it would be. No, Mike Tyson. Wouldn't, it would not be. But you know, I mean, that's why I'm always looking for you know, like Zen Bat Went being being oh, our, for our number, or, or because I can't remember nine three six or whatever. So I'm just. It's Zen really, Bat went. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of which, get your questions ready. Those who may be listening to us today, I'll never, I'll never forget where I was talking to my dad, and he's, you know, they're big business people, uh, the Schistlers, and they're like, "Yeah, you got to surround yourself with smart people." And I remember coming back from school, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, so you're telling me I don't have to be smart, right? Because I just surround myself with smart people." <laughs> well, or smarter people. Oh, that's against a positive way. I don't want to get a. I want to do nothing. You know, that's what I want to do all day. 
Right? Is that what everyone wants to do all day? You want to bang on the drum all day, dude. I'm just kidding now. I want to, let's do some stuff. Uh, we got an interview coming in at 10 o'clock. We got Laura Jones running for uh, District 8. I believe that's Cong- Congressman Brady's spot. Yeah, Congressional right. District 8 is oh, the currently current, held. Yeah, the current cur- currently held. Yeah, currently held by Kevin You know, Brady. I was thinking about him the other day. Um, we were, there was an article in The Courier recently about the City Conroe people, City of Conroe Council talking about term limits. Because apparently today... If you you can run uh, for eight years straight, or you can be in city council eight years straight, you have to take a four year break, and then you can run again. And it seems there's a couple council people are going. How about we just do this? You can do your eight years, and then you have an option for mayor, but then you can't run again. Like you don't. There's no waiting period. Like you just can't run again. So you serve your eight, and then you can't come. And back. then you can run for mayor if you want to run for mayor. But if after that you're done. Okay. Because I was thinking of term limits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you know, because things change, you know, and we have no control over some of that change, so we have to go with the change. Right? Go, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that idea. I don't know really know people who in Conroe has that happened in Conroe before, where someone like has been a city council person for like thirty years or something like that. I but, don't know. You know. They skip every four years. You know, what I'm talking about. Like, I don't skip. think so because it's hard. Once you're in, it's easy to stay in. Once you're out, it's harder to get back in. Yeah. That and that's I think with anything you got to remain relevant. Um, yeah, especially yeah, but in Conroe the is such a microcosm of like of what other like other cities are doing in the sense of like they'll probably still vote for the same guy for thirty years or same lady. Yeah, but if you're in and out and in and out now, if it's contiguous, well, they're saying you can do eight years now uh-huh. in a row, uh-huh. and then you have to take a four year break. Mm-hmm. You and can then, always come back, and if you were, you know, you can run. But they, they don't want that anymore. They don't okay. want to have that four-year break. They're like, hey, after those eight years, you're done. Or if you want to run for mayor, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about it. a former president after they've done their eight years maximum. Um, they, they can run for, you know, mayor, yeah, dog catcher, whatever they want. So, uh, but you can't run for mayor or run for president again, even if there's a four-year gap. So do you think... People who are in a political position, for the same political position for multiple years, for like decades, is that a positive thing for wow. a republic or a negative thing for a republic? We're a republic, so we have to kind of look light, right? Like, yeah, 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 we're, we're a republic, um, but under republic or democracy, I think it's irrelevant what if we're either— I have very mutable thoughts on term limits. Initially, my thought is, yeah, we have term limits. It's called election day. You know, if someone's not doing a good job, yeah, they yeah. should be voted out. And But unfortunately, too many of the masses just go with the flow. Again, it's inertia. Bodies at rest tend to stay at rest. Bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. If someone's in there and they just, you yeah. know, well, why would I want to vote that person out unless they do something? We should just do a coin flip. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, just to change it up. Well, because coin flips have been, you know, used in, like if there's a runoff and there's still a tie or something like that, flip a coin. I think, in fact, I think it was used uh, locally on a couple of mud. Because um, remember, I was talking about that it was a five-way tie because each of the people running for, for the mud, vote for themselves. Was, yeah, yeah, they couldn't even get their wife to vote for Isn't them, so great? it was a five-way tie on a runoff. So you know, basically, finally, you flip a coin. I'd, I'd prefer rock paper scissors myself. Yeah. That would be much better. And hey, listen, it's nine fifty-five. Yeah, we'll take our break. And at ten, we got Laura Jones coming in. She's a candidate for congressional district eight. District She's been eight. patiently waiting outside. And uh, we're going to let her in.
I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. I'm just kidding. We'll be right back. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, if you want to text, call, or message us during uh, the talk with Laura, uh, just text us or call us at 936-228-9368. Leave a message, and we'll, we'll read them during the break, and we'll pass them on. Or you can just email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com or join us live at facebook.com slash dickandskippy and write it in the comment section. All right, we'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpuncoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Loons by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. 
That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And we're back. Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Our special guest, Laura Jones, is running for Congress, District 8. If you look at our descriptions, you can see all the information about Laura. Uh, I'm saying that correctly, right, Laura? All right. You're on here. You can, you can stick with us. Yes, so, it's Laura. <laughs> Laura, good. You never know. You know, I don't ever know. But uh, welcome back. Now, and it is 10 o'clock. We're going to be here till 11. So feel free to call, text 936-228-9368. Or comment on on Facebook, and we'll, we'll pay, we're paying attention. So we're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour to see if you uh, to read all the things if people text and called, and then we'll come back and finish the show with uh, Laura Jones. Right? Did I say Laura Jones? Did I say that right? Yes, yes you did. All You're right. doing so good. I, I have on my paper, so it's like I feel lost, and there's so many monitors in front of me. You're just all that. If I was 20 years younger, I'd probably get it, but it's just. Would you want to be 20 years younger? No, because that my wife is probably listening. She's like, you would have known me, you know, that kind Ooh, of stuff. Good so save. I never. You can never. That's, you can yeah, never no, say that's that. a so good like, save. I didn't even think about no, that. No, I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just you know, tattoo on your forearm the day you meet, you know when and where you met her. The tell the time, in her name. elevation, latitude, <laughs> in, her name. in her name. Can't forget that. <laughs> I would hope you'd remember that. I mean, I remember all I my wife's told, names. No, she still gets mad at me because I've known her longer than we've been married. And you know how when like you get in a, like a tiffy with your mind and you're like you say the full name of a person, I still say her maiden name, and she goes, "We're ma-, like it starts a whole nother discussion that we're having." And I'm like, "All right, I'm sorry, I'm That's sorry, cool. dude." Current Mrs. Skippy was the first one to actually take my name without hyphenating her maiden name, so you should take that as a win. Well, she technically hasn't legally changed it, and I've been trying to get her to go do that. 
Yeah, as long as it's Holly, on, the, I think it's listening. on the driver's license or something. Holly, if you're listening, we literally have a social security office like eight minutes away from our Holly, house. Holly, if you want to give Dick so a, I will take you a Valentine's there. present, I'll sit in line. That's my Valentine's yeah. present. I'll sit in line with you. Yeah. But we have Laura Jones running for District 8, which is currently uh, it's for Congress. And let's see if I can get this right. Okay. This is going to be good. Here we go. That's in the Senate? Nope. No, it's in the House. Correct. So there you go. I'm already over one. Uh, and right now, Kevin Brady's in the spot, and you're running against him. So when I go vote on in November, I'm going to see your name and his name. Well, I do have a primary opponent. Okay, so you do have a primary. Yes. There's a primary okay. in March coming up. Yes. Well, they're not the here, so they don't count. The aforementioned yeah. Super for Tuesday. This, for this imaginary <laughs> ballot. Yes, we're going to be positive, and you know, yeah. once I win the primary election, I will be going against Congress. Okay. And if you remember last year, we had uh, Stephen David on? Yes. Yeah, he was running for the uh, same same situation okay. last time. So, so who are you running against? So because if I'm a, well, you shouldn't you, want to give the your components well, names well, on the air. Hey, let's take no. Hey, scratch that. So you're running as a Democrat. Yes. So when the Super Tuesday, correct. So when nice. Super Tuesday That's comes up for primary. registered Democrats, uh-huh. they're going to see your name yes. under District Eight. Yes. Congress District Eight. Congressional. Which District is in the Senate House. House. So. There you go, folks. There when are no you, districts in the Senate. I don't in know. In the Senate, each state gets two, two senators. Oh, man. I get it now. Okay. It's all kind of coming. And get. the vice president is the president of the Senate, and he's the tie-breaking vote of those 100 people, he or she. I only care when it comes down to a coin flip, because that, that legitimately happens. I know that. Yeah. So I like that stuff. Yeah, run for mud. So I'm going to run for mud district just so I can get two votes and win something. And what do you do? I guess playing mud. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> These guys didn't even know. They were running for it. Yeah, whatever. We've got, have you seen Quantum of Solace? I feel like whoever's trying to get the most water right now is the Bond villain. I can see that. So that's what I'm Okay, right what now. are your thoughts on Bond villains uh, grabbing water, Laura? Is this on your platform? How many Bond villains are in p- a political position right now? Oh, <laughs> oh I Lord. don't know. Probably How way do, too many. You think way too yeah, many? Yeah, way too see, many. See, I don't think like Donald Trump wouldn't be a Bond villain. No. Who would he be in a, in a Bond universe movie? I'm trying to think. Oh, we'll, we'll get back to this. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about so that. So on Super Tuesday, which is at Mar- first Tuesday in March, in March, your name will be on the ballot if you're a registered Democrat. Yes. If you're, there you go. Or if you're right? voting in the Democrat, you don't have to be a registered oh, you Democrat. You can, yeah. In Texas, we don't register Republicans or Democrats. So you can't vote in both, though, can you? No, no you walk you in, they'll say you voting Republican or Democrat. And you got to add your name to a list, don't you? Well, no, you just say I'm voting Democrat. And well, I get mail. The, yeah. If I go vote, you get mail anyways. Well, I get mail. You'll get mail because anyways. Because I went and voted. Yeah. Well, I think we know if uh, which primary people vote in, but for the general election, we don't know how people vote. There you go. So I'm going to hold up Laura's card here to the, uh, hold on, let's get it in there. So this is her official thing. Dick, Dick's formulating another question. So uh, what, what do you mean official thing? It's a card. <laughs> yeah, it's official campaign collateral. Her official logo and uh, stuff. Well, I put the website up and stuff. Yeah, no, I, can pu- I can pull up the website okay. if you want me to show a visual to people. So, uh, Laura, so I'm going to start asking like some politically <laughs> related questions here. Uh, tell us about uh, like your history, like uh, uh, your your vocation, your career, and what prompted you to, to run for Congress. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah, I'm f- chock full of them. All right. Well, I am a native Texan. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and it's a, a wonderful you know, bustling economy. There's people moving to Houston, I I believe every month, and it just gets more and more and more populated and crowded. Uh, So my husband and I, we owned a a successful cleaning business. 
Um, and, you know, as, as time went on, you know, our neighborhood got more and more crowded and, you know, more and more lots that had lots of trees, you know, these trees were being cut down and, de and development was happening. And we just decided, you know, we'd, we'd like a slower pace of life, you know, kind of as we're moving into this next stage of our lives, um, you know, we can stay here in the city and, you know, our property value continues to go up, which is wonderful and everything's convenient and close, but the traffic was just driving me nuts. So we decided, you know, well, let's start looking outside of the city. So we found Cold Spring, Texas, which is in San Jacinto County, um, quiet little uh, charming town. And we found a, a piece of heavily wooded property, built a small house in the middle of the forest. And um, it's fantastic and wonderful. So we have six children and our youngest two are in high school currently. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of our concerns with moving from a larger city where everything is at your fingertips to a smaller community is, you know, the quality of the public education. Um, and the convenience of grocery stores and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, you, there's pluses and negatives to, to moving from a larger city to a smaller town. Um, and so that's what we did, and, and we love it. I mean, we can see the stars at night. You can see the lightning bugs in the, in the spring, and it's dark. We don't have neighbors for probably a quarter of a mile, and it's the most wonderful thing. Um, and about three months after we moved there, the opportunity became available uh, to be the Democratic Party County Chair. Mm -hmm. And I thought this would be a great way to meet the people in the community and start to connect because being born and raised in a larger city, I know there's a, a lot of differences and I didn't want to go there saying, oh, well, I have all the answers to everything. I know how to fix, you know, whatever it is. So I spent the last year traveling around East Texas um, in, within Senate District 3 um, because I was also offered the position of um, field director over 19 rural counties within the Texas Democratic Party. There's a, a non-urban rural caucus. So um, it, was, it was a wonderful experience just going around and speaking to people and finding out, you know, what the challenges were, you know, and a lot of people have lived there their entire lives and they can really give you some insight in, into to farming. I mean, you know, I lived in the city. We didn't have any kind of farming. We didn't grow vegetables. So moving out and just meeting people who have this wealth of knowledge was fantastic. Um, but the more I got involved, the more I wanted to get involved. Um, you know, you live in a community like that, there's no restrictions. So, you know, while we have a house built, some of our neighbors live in, you know, trailers and, and they're not in the best condition. So, I mean, you're around lots of different demographics of people. And just, you know, going to meet the teacher for the first time at my, my daughter's um, middle school, I was, I was shocked. There's, there's a lot of poverty. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen urban poverty, but I've never seen rural poverty before. So mm -hmm. the more I met people, the more I talked to people, the more I, I wanted to do my part, you know, as a parent, as a taxpayer, uh, to try to make things better, not only for my children, but for everyone else that lives in the community. So I wasn't really planning on running. Um, I'm a real estate agent. I own a small consulting business. So, you know, I'm, I'm someone that has to work. I don't, you know, we, we kind of live paycheck to paycheck. Um, and, you know, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not someone that's wealthy. So um, the opportunity presented itself. Um, I, had a, I was contracted to do um, some consulting, and my contract ended in September. And I thought, you know, maybe I, I will consider running because several people had come to me and said, you know, we think that, this would be a good next step for you. And I was like, ah, I don't have the time, I, you know. Ah. But it, it, things started to fall into place. And so I stepped out on, on a limb. Um, you know, I've never run for a political position before, but I enjoy connecting with people. And, you know, I feel like, you know, my motivation and, and my heart's in the right place, so why not? Cool. What inspired you to run for Congress? Because, you know, I'm sure there are different, you know, someone could run for, you know, county commission or mm -hmm. dog catcher, school board, mud, whatever. What about the congressional position? Um, what made you go for that one? Well, more than anything, um, moving to rural Texas, 
people are, um, I don't know how to say this so it doesn't sound negative. It's kind of clicky. So, you know, I'm an outsider. I'm an outsider coming oh, it's not into negative. a community. I mean, yeah, you have your, yeah. your circles. Yes. So, you know, coming into a community, um, I, I feel like I would have a very difficult time getting any support to run for county commissioner or to run for tax assessor collector because I'm an outsider. Nobody knows me. They don't know my grandpa. They don't know, you know, I mean, and that was the major challenge with this because I even looked at state representative, you know, to possibly run for that as well. And I thought, you know, because the, this rural communities and none of these people know me. So, um, you know, going to this position, it, it's been, I don't want to say easier, but I've had an opportunity to connect with a larger group of people that aren't just rural Texans, but people that, you know, like the Woodlands, you know, it's very suburban. Um, so it was, uh, that contributed to my decision. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to pull up a map real quick, and I'm going to show people on Facebook or on YouTube when we post there. Uh, this is where you're covering, right? The Texas U.S. District 8? Is that Congressional is that, District 8. Yeah, yes. does that look like that? Yep. That's yeah. A, that's, so it's like Montgomery you. County, Walker County, parts of Grimes County. There's a lot of different counties that you're involved in. So, uh, so do you have a bus? No, I have my car. Do you have your car? <laughs> did you wrap it? No, no. Man, see, I feel like that's always a smart move. Go Once to I Woodlands Wrap. The primary, get, or go to Alpha Graphics <laughs> in the Woodlands. Tell yeah. Sam you need a deal for one of those door magnet thingies. Yeah. Tell him I sent you. Well, I've, I've spent the last, you know, I guess since October, late October, I've been driving around District 8. Yeah. Um, I, as long as I have gas in my car, and that's one of the things I've been asking for contributions for is, you know, help me keep gas in my car so I can drive around. Because essentially I'm running for, you know, I'm not running for, yeah, I'm, put, this is a job position. Up, oh, you. sorry. It's, it's essentially I'm, I'm applying for a job. Mm -hmm. And none of these people know who I am. I don't have the power, well, the influence, the, or the that money. That has to be the biggest struggle, too, especially going entering on that level and covering that much land yes so yes so i mean i first one of the first things i did was i went online and i started googling every single city and town that was in district eight and then i called the city hall to try to make an appointment to meet with the mayor to find out what was important to the mayor what they wanted to see from their yeah. representative and you know i mean i maybe gotten uh maybe 10 different meetings and so i just drove around and i met with you know city council members and mayors you know as not as a democrat or republican but as someone who's applying for a job speaking to a a civil servant you know someone that serves the people and and it's been a fantastic experience and, and I'm just seeing from county to county, from town to town, especially in the rural communities, we all face the same challenges. You know, different degrees, but we all face the same challenges. So it's, it's been a very good learning experience. Cool. So those are way too many people. Yeah, well, speaking of people, people uh, if you're tuning into us now, we are talking to Laura Jones, who is the Democratic can one of the Democratic candidates for Congressional District 8. And uh, she's telling us about her, her history and, and what inspired her to, to run for this position. So looking on, on your collateral here, uh, you seem to have a pretty comprehensive uh, platform, everything from flood mitigation, um, the access to quality health care, uh, fair tax laws. <clears throat> now, when you say fair tax laws, just out of curiosity, is that the, you know, trademarked fair tax laws or just tax laws that are fair tax laws that are fair. Oh, okay yes, so yes. so okay. as a small business owner i mean you know there's a lot of taxes and a lot of taxation put on small business owners almost to where you you can't make it you can't really make much of a profit because there's there's a lot of um well, it's issues. only when you really have employees Oh, yeah, the overhead. So, and the yeah, because I'm a sole proprietorship, but I make yeah. so much money, Dick. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got payroll. When it comes to a fair, that's when I, your when, I when, we were, when I was starting the, the radio station, I was like, man, I don't know if employees like that. That's crazy. 
because you want to be fair. You want to yeah. pay people a living wage. No way. Um, but then, you know, you have to factor in all these other things as well. So when we owned our business, we, we sold our business when we moved from Houston to rural Texas. We were paying our employees 12 to $15 an hour and then giving them extra $100 in their paycheck so they could buy health insurance, you know, if they, if they chose to do so. Yeah. Most of them couldn't afford to, and they were using that money for gas and groceries. But at least... You know, as an employer, even though we didn't bring home a lot of profit, we felt good about, you know, what we were doing. One thing I noticed on <coughs> excuse well, me, on your platform. Well, I think that's what, you oh. know, well, we're, you mentioned that about, you know, when it comes to the size of a position you're running for, I don't really comprehend how the government is involved in my life. But that's mainly because I grew up and I, I was like, didn't really pay attention to it. It wasn't like you came to my house every Sunday and told me what you did for me or anything like that. But I also think we take a lot of things for granted, like, you know, the roads and things that we that were built here way before I was born. And then now we're kind of like we're becoming more of a a connected community here because of what the government has done for us. But when you read your deal, do you see with the rural communities that you're you're living in and then all the counties that you're involved with with how is it how are you able to equally pay attention to all the needs? if that makes any sense. Well, for the most part, I mean, with the exception of, you know, the Woodlands, because the Woodlands has everything, you know, excellent hospitals, great restaurants, you know, lots of jobs. You bet we industry. do. Sorry, I'm a Woodlands guy. So Yes, yes. And so, you know, even Conroe now is, is one of the fastest growing areas, and it's yeah. becoming, some parts are becoming more and more suburban. But once you leave those areas, you know, people live in a simpler way. So our public school systems are are struggling because we don't have the taxable base. We don't have a lot of taxes to draw from. So we're not able to pay our teachers what and support staff what they should be making. Um, we're having to cut a lot of different things. There's no after-school bus for the school where my kids go to school. So, you know, the kids can't go to after-school tutoring. They can't do athletics after school without having a parent come pick them up at 5 o'clock. So, um, so in the communities outside of the Woodlands and, and parts of Conroe, it's pretty much the same story across the board. We don't have industry in a lot of our counties, which means we have very few local jobs. Um, you know, without the industry coming in, that's, that's less taxable revenue. Uh, we don't have high-speed internet in a lot of our rural communities. And I was going to ask about that. I noticed that on your platform that uh, you want to push for rural high-speed internet. Talk yes. to me about the importance of that. Because well, I mean, it's something off of me that I was like, well, it's, you know, get Comcast. Well, but obviously it goes mom, deeper than that. It, yes. it, it will help significantly, especially for law enforcement and yes. other public utilities. Because my brother lives in Liberty. Mm -hmm. And, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I like it there, but they don't. They do not have an infrastructure there for internet for his house nope. or for where they work. And it's just it's, okay. A lot of the newer programs that they're being taught, like for example, he went to the FBI Academy. When he brings that information back, he can't implement a lot of those things because of the tech restrictions. There's they the have. assumption that you've got access to. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is no Comcast. There is no AT&T because it's not profitable enough for them to come out to rural Texas. Yeah. So we have Viasat and we have HughesNet, which is satellite internet. But you pay, we were probably paying $100. You have to sign a two-year contract. Uh, you pay about $100 a month or more. And then the data that they give you is literally gone in 24 hours. I mean, that was our situation. Yeah. You cannot watch Netflix. You cannot watch a video. You cannot read wow. your email. And I work from home. So that was a huge problem um, so we had to find a solution, um, you know, for ourselves in order to be able to function because moving from Houston and not having access to that. So the smart thing to yeah. do is to campaign for a large industrial company to who manufactures, like, say, oil stuff. You get them to come out. They'll pay somebody to put T1 lines in everywhere around the building, and then you build your house by that. 
Well, that would be that, good. That's how you do that. But that's a lot. There's a lot of counties that you know maybe don't have that. But in in Brazos Valley, they are um, are currently working on something. It's a it's a ring of broadband, and it was brought in for for healthcare. You know, for nine one one, for the hospital, for the prison, um, so that it could supplement the healthcare. And there was a grant that was given to them, and they've been working uh, with different organizations to make this happen. So um, in in the process of doing so, they they laid extra fiber down so that you know a company like Comcast or AT and T may come in or or, you know, maybe even something smaller, a smaller company. So they worked it out. So yeah. There are solutions yep. to everything. But, you know, a lot of people, for one reason or another, it's there's a lack of vision. You know, people just get in there. We've always done it this way. We're always going to do it this way. And, you know, in our rural communities, there's no safety net. So things are getting slowly getting worse and worse well, and worse. Let me ask you this, because my wife is she works in the medical field. And we kind of talk about uh the Medicare or healthcare, you know, there's healthcare in general. And I asked her, cause I like to live, I want to move out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I told her, you know, we always make our plans. Like, where do you want to be? And I really like Liberty cause you know, just no one bothers you really. And I like that. Uh, but one of the issues she says about healthcare that made me think about is when you talk about Medicare for all for the bigger projects, she goes, you're not gonna, you can do that, but you're not going to be able to afford to pay a doctor who wants to live in Atlanta, Texas. Mm-hmm. Because there's only five, ten thousand people there, and the doctor wants to make money. So the who who pays the most money is bigger towns. So the rural areas suffer because teachers and basically public service people don't want to move from to a smaller place. Mm-hmm. They'll live there for a year or two, but then they want to move to a you know what they deem as a better quality of life. Yes, and I think that's probably and it made sense to me. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, so you could you could build a whole new hospital, you could do all those cool things in rural areas, but how are you going to pay somebody enough money to the point where the only reason you're there is for money? You're kind of losing the scope of, you know, healing people. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, oh, I'm, I got a cushy job here. I want to stay here for the rest of my life. I think that's really one of the hardest things for our society to wrap their heads around where you could say these rural areas are suffering. But, like, how do you get people to move there and want to be there? Yeah. yeah. Does that and make a sense? lot of people are retiring and, you know, moving from other states to rural Texas yeah. because, you know, at that, they're at that point in their life where they want to slow down and kind of get away from the hustle and bustle. But going back to broadband, there's something called telemedicine that's being used in, in some of the areas, and you need high-speed internet to do that, where you can sit at a monitor and you can talk no, to talk a psychiatrist to, yeah. or a doctor. Um, because my county has no hospital, no emergency room, and no urgent care clinics. We we financially can't support that. Yeah. A Trinity County has no hospital. Walker County, the hospital's declared bankruptcy, and you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. But and even in some of the communities uh, that do have hospital, rural hospitals, they're just hanging on by a thread. So, you know, the telemedicine would definitely help. And something that I see, I don't know that our community could support a hospital in San Jacinto County, but why not have mobile units come through? They have mobile cancer screening Mm -hmm. in Houston, you know, at the hospital. They have, you know, they could have mobile units that come through that can do x-rays. You can't get an x-ray in my county. We have one doctor's office that's open Monday through Saturday from 8 to 5. I mean, it's, it's literally Doc Holiday. And he's a great doctor, but you know you—that's his if name. Something serious. No, the movie. Remember the movie where he? Well, you said literally, and that's what. Well, literally that's what I'm saying. Means. The doctor literally—he's the only person, so he probably has a phone in every room, and it's like you're you're needed, gotcha. or she's needed, or whatever. He's okay. an awesome doctor, but he's limited by what he can do, yeah. and he's—it's ba- basically a mission. And he's out there, you know, he's not out there to get rich or to make a bunch yeah. of money. He's out there because he cares about the people that live in that community. 
Um, and so, you know, like if, if I was to get a snake bite or, or something happened, I broke my arm in San Jacinto County, you know, I have the option of, of driving to a rural hospital and maybe getting quality care or driving to the woodlands over 50 miles. That's a hundred hundred oh, yeah. mile round trip to get quality care in the, in the woodlands, you know, and, and our veterans are suffering from it the would same have been longer, well. like 20 years ago. too. Yeah. 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 So a lot of our veterans are, are having to travel, you know, many, many miles to receive the care that they need as well. So, you know, the broadband can definitely help with that as well. And as far as the public schools go, you know, there are free programs online, you know, to supplement, supplement math and science for, for school-age um, children. And you can't even access that out in rural Texas. So, you know, even with the public school systems needing support. Well, I mean, the biggest tell is the library system. Now they're moving more of a digital realm. And it's like, well, what about the rural areas with their libraries? Like, they can't – I mean, like, because I know that's a big deal here in Montgomery County. They've been pushing that for the last three years where – you when you get your library card it's not just going there showing your id anymore mm -hmm. you actually have to set up all the stuff online that way i can go on my computer at home and download an ebook yes and things like that and applying for jobs i mean most jobs if you want to apply for a job you're going online to fill out an application and doing a background check and taking an assessment test so not having access to high-speed internet you know, it, it's charming in these towns, but it's like 1950, literally. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you know, so it, it's charming in some aspects, but if you're there to make money and you want your kids to receive a certain quality of education, you know, it, it's it's a hindrance in a lot of ways. And there are solutions, but, you know, we, we actually need to start talking and, and coming together. There are grants available. This is really cool. I like this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're getting yeah. like really engaged. I'm just really excited about that. Uh, so we are talking to Laura Jones here, who's the uh, candidate uh, candidate for Congressional District Eight. Uh, Laura, earlier in the broadcast, Dick and I were talking about um, the power of social media uh, in a, in a campaign because you know some campaigns just don't have the the tens of thousands or millions to spend on thing how important has like social media and i guess we can call it a, is it is it a grassroots campaign yes, or okay absolutely all righty yes. and, and how's that isn't been it, isn't coming every for campaign you? a grassroots no campaign? really no and side note i saw the grassroots in concert in 1976 <laughs> well what counts as a grassroots concert or concert, yeah, grassroots uh, <laughs> campaign I'll let Laura take this. Yeah. Well, I mean, taking, you know, um, I guess soliciting donations from, from regular people. So a $5 donation here, a $10 donation there, going door to door. You know, as, as the candidate, me knocking on doors, shaking hands, talking to people, mm -hmm. instead of sending out staff, which, by the way, I can't afford to have staff at this point. But, you know, for me, actually personally to be walking around, meeting people, talking to people, um, as opposed to getting, you know, a million dollars from this corporation and two million from that corporation, which then you become beholden to... You know, big business. I mean, and, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I if mean, you go on over, hey, someone gives me a million bucks, I'm, yeah. I, I'll sell myself. You yeah, know. it's I'll it do becomes it. difficult. I got to no serve problems. The people in the district when someone's handed you a million dollar check, because basically, you know, it's it's a quid pro quo. You know, here here's a million dollars. You know, I don't want you to sign this. You know, maybe they don't say it, but well, Hans, if you don't, if you sign it, what are they going to do? Ask for their million dollars back? Well, no, no, but they just uh, won't give you a million dollars <laughs> you weren't expecting in the future. So you're Dick, good. I, yeah. Dick, I, Dick, I show up like yeah, whatever. <laughs> I show up here every morning because you promised me groupies it's been two years i'm still waiting <laughs> but you know it's the power of your promise that brings me here and so it's the same basic premise i want my groupies one day he's to, gonna show up and there's gonna be groupies here. there That's better be groupies <laughs> i mean i think you should take it take the money and be like, hey, this is for well, me, just take, not for what you want. It's for me. That, to, I, and to that's where strength of message. character obviously comes into what I mean. There Can are you those actually who get are a million dollars from a corporation? I feel, I feel like there's laws against that. No, the, uh, I think it's 2500 for an individual, um, for a corporation. Well, that's part of the whole um, uh, campaign finance reform. It's because a, a, uh, 
So what a corporation is it can actually count as a pack on Like if I'm NBC and I really like Laura, I'm like, here, can I give her a million dollar check? I don't know. Let's call NBC and find out. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure of, of the numbers on that. Uh, I do know that there's a personal limit, uh, but corporations uh, can provide a lot more. Um, and where they actually, I think, but we don't know how they flirt do it. with being a, 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 a pack. You know, if you have, let's say. So how much can a pack give? Unlimited. And a pack is just like another word for <clears throat> it's a word for a group of it's people. It's a political action committee. Oh, it's just a group of people, like one, more than one person. Yeah. Well, I presume you could have a pack of one, but that'd be a really rich person. Okay, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. So people can donate today, and help you. How do they do that? Go to my website at, okay. at LaraJonesForCongress.com. So I've, I've got a new interactive website where, you know, I'll be updating articles about the issues here in District 8, the flooding, public education, you know, industry, things like that. Um, you can email me from that website. I mean, yeah, from that website. And, and I'd love to hear, you know, what's important to everyone out there. Because as a representative, you know, that's it's in the name. You're supposed to represent the will of the people in District 8. And I feel like, you know, we've gotten away from that at many, many, many levels. Um, representatives work for the people. But how can, see, this is what I can't really wrap my head around, is I look at the map that I showed earlier. Like, I don't see that being feasible at all. That's way too big of an area. To do what? What what she's talking about. Like, one person to handle this kind of stuff. Well, I'll I'll jump in there. That's why it's the strength of the Congress to go with you. That, you know, remember, you just don't have 435 congressmen and women voting separately uh, on everything, so a bill can be introduced into the House for, you know, rural high-speed internet reform, you know, HR three twelve, okay. and it could be authored by someone like Laura, and that, you know, so it helps your district, which of course is a primary goal for any congressperson, but also for the greater good that that can spread nat- nationally. I would believe. Yes, absolutely, because you know, legislation written with District Eight in mind can benefit many other districts across the country that look like District 8. Let's get some high-speed internet in Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have a d- different is that, what, cycle is that what that issue was? Well, That'd be kind of funny if that really was the uh, issue. One of the issues talked about was that yeah. you know, there was a, a tech Someone situation. Someone unplugged the cord. <laughs> yeah, Larry from Airplane. Yeah. The, the guy that... Oh, my gosh. No, I see. I, and that's one thing I can't... I, like, uh, logistically, I just can't wrap my head around it. Because it's such a big area. Was there like eight counties in it? Yeah, seven. But, you know, I mean, seven. where I live, you know, most, most places are an hour to hour and a half from my house. So I can drive from San Jacinto <laughs> County to Madisonville in probably an hour and a half. Okay. You know, I can drive to the Woodlands an hour and 15 minutes. I can drive to Conroe in an hour. But see, that's not normal. Well, you know, what normal's not working for us. So, you know, I yeah. think we need to try some out-of-the-box creative things. And, you know, to, to go back to social media, social media opens this door to a lot of things that, um, we maybe did. We're not. I feel like we underutilize social media here in Texas in politics. Um, you really? know, I can make a video and and put it on Facebook and spend twenty dollars and it reaches four thousand people. And and that's what I've been doing lately. Is I'll you know I'll make a video and I'll put it out there. You know, and and I have people from the other side make comments. Well, you know, this is important to me. I don't believe that. So it gives me a chance to engage with people that I wouldn't be knocking on their door. I wouldn't have. I probably would never meet these people in person. But the opinions and the insight from the people that are not in my same party are very important because, you know, we're, we're really all in this together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everything right now is so partisan and we're all so divided. But th- at the end of the day, 
we live next door to each other. Our kids go to the same schools. You know, we're all, you know, under the same set of laws that, you know, a lot of them really aren't working for a lot of people. So it's important to engage with people on both sides. So social media has helped me a great deal to reach a lot of people, even in Montgomery County, um, just being in different Facebook groups because uh, I'm reaching people that I have never met in person. So like the physical thing from like 1980, where I'm actually having to drive around and go to meeting after meeting after meeting, I'm doing that as well. I'm working every single day, but I'm reaching a lot of people on Facebook that I wouldn't have had a chance to engage with otherwise. So you want people to follow you on Facebook? Well, absolutely. For sure. Yes. And let me know what's <laughs> important help. to them because I don't have all the answers. And, um, you know, what's on my platform, that came from driving around East Texas for a year and talking to people. That's not Laura Jones' priorities. I mean, as a, as a resident of rural Texas, those things impact me and my family as well. But talking to people and finding out what's important to them and hearing their healthcare stories and hearing their stories about flooding, how their house floods every single time there's a major storm or a hurricane – that's scary. What's going on in East Montgomery County? Why we haven't addressed that? I just, you know, I have assumptions, but I don't uh, know why we haven't taken care of that. I think it's probably because they don't want to tell people to move. What people can't afford to move. So well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they want to. Because at one point you're talking about nature and you're also talking about what, I mean, the land is what it is. Well, there's so, a lot of other things going. There's so, a, a website called Stop Flooding Now. There's a, there's a gentleman named Bob Rehack in I mean, Kingwood. there's going to be a percentage of those people who are going to have to move. Yeah. Well, they can't afford it. I mean, the value of their like, house that's is the going hardship down. of that. Yes. That's, like that discussion is it's gonna like there's got to be a, like a 1% mm-hmm. because they're like, "Hey, we're not going to spend 14 million dollars to raise your level yes. for one house." Like yes. we're not going to do that. Yeah, but where do these people go? Because, you know, to leave that community, the value of their house has gone down. So, you know, let's say they they own their house outright well, they're retired, that's living on a fixed income. Yeah, really, now they yeah. have to get a loan to move 20 miles down the road and now they owe another $50,000 on a mortgage that they didn't have before. So, I mean, a lot of people are in a really dire situation Mm -hmm. where they cannot afford to move. They're just waiting in fear for the next major event to happen. We can be dredging our creeks and rivers. There's a lot of things that, you know, well, if you're a doctor or a teacher, move out to these really great places. We we need them. Yes. So there you go. Only those northern exposure action. So it's (laughs) 1033 on the dial. Let's take our bottom of the hour break and come back. We will be continuing our conversation with Laura Jones. Uh, Check her out, LauraJonesForCongress.com. If you have any questions, uh, listener Jennifer, we're seeing what you're posting. Uh, Get your questions ready if you have any. And uh, this is a golden opportunity to. You want to vote smart. Come Super Tuesday, we'll be back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. 
Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back. 10.35 on the dot on Wednesday. Hump day. Hey, Woo! Dick, Dick, what day is it? No. What day is it? Say it? You know what's great about that commercial? I don't even know what it's for. Geico. Oh, yeah. oh, see, she, I mean, who knows? And it was auto insurance. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm telling you, the, the marketing company, the ad company that Geico hired like 20 years ago, they've knocked, they've got to be the most successful ad company. Think about what Geico's had. They got the little green Geico. Gecko. They got the cavemen. They got that guy with the slick back hair. Does Geico save you money? Does a bear poop in the woods? You know, those commercials. The Pope. Is it the Pope? Huh? Is it the Pope poops in the woods? Something like that, but no, it's bears in the woods. But they always change up the, the old joke. Yeah, you, you want to get out of the cliche. But I mean, seriously, they have, in fact, the cavemen, they actually had a short term, sit, a short lived sitcom yeah. on the air. It lasted, I think, an episode. I think they literally, using the word properly, like canceled the series halfway through episode two. It's like, well, you're going to finish off this episode and then you're gone. But think about over the last 20 years, how I many mean, Geico who, who commercials. Who wouldn't want to watch a TV show based off of a commercial? Well, this is true, but did did you see? I actually watched the pilot of Caveman. It, it was so bad. And my, you know, my I like to turn my brain off from time to time. I'll set my expectations low, but this was just it was painful to watch. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have Laura Jones in the studio. We don't waste. Did, her did time you watch about... the Caveman TV series? I did not. Okay. But I did. Enjoy Do you know what we're talking about? That, that's, Do we know? That's a plus I, I know book. that was yes. a TV show. I remember that seeing like ads for that, but yeah, it's like that'd be uh, great if she's like a diehard cave. K person show well, and she has know, like that Facebook group. You can appreciate the, the, the commercials, but the uh, the sitcom was just horrendous. <laughs> so we are talking with Laura Jones, and of course she is running for Congress on the Democratic ticket, Congressional District Eight. So Super Tuesday, Super Tuesday, March the well, is it third. third? Third. Thank you very much. Early voting begins Tuesday, February eighteenth, and runs through Friday, February the twenty. And you don't have to be a registered Democrat. There are no registered Democrats. You can vote oh, in right. either primary. You yeah. can go back you, and forth you can go vote as often mm-hmm. as you want. For Laura. Right. Yes. Now, I tend to vote Republican primaries, but there's nothing stopping me from going in on Tuesday and saying, give me the Democratic ticket. Yeah. The ballot I guess. there. Yeah. I wonder if that happens, because, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump is going to be the Republican. But no one's running against him, are they? Is well, yeah, he's, he's sweeping the the primaries and caucus so far because there's really no one of name who's Cause so, so could challenge. technically I go in on Tuesday and just vote on the Democratic deal? Sure. 
Because there's no point of voting for the other one. Even if I was going to vote for him, there's no point for it, right? Well, it goes beyond just who's the president. Um, now, of course, when you have, if you have an incumbent who's running unchallenged, that's one thing. Well, and my rule is want... I vote for people who come into the studio. So well, that's, all right. That's the, way I, that's the way I roll. Is that what it is? Yeah, because I actually get to talk to them. Okay. So it's not that quid pro quo they were talking about earlier? No. Oh, okay. One day I'll be able to do that. Yeah, right. Well, my, yeah, my goal in life is to be rich enough to where I can be accused of, of you know, buying a politician. No, I like that word racketeering. <laughs> <laughs> if I was accused of that, I feel like I'd make it. You want to be a I racketeer? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, we in jail for See, racketeering. What's Dick, that? I don't know. That's the difference between you and, you and myself. You want to be a racketeer, I, I'd prefer to be the rocketeer. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Remember Billy Campbell? I'm surprised Disney hasn't remade, rebooted that Oh, it's going to be a series. stage musical soon enough. So Disney's just... That'd be a weird stage musical. Yeah, right. Well, it's, you'll believe a man can fly, believe me. They you, did carry the musical for crying out loud. Yeah, but there's no one like flying in that movie. Well, Carrie didn't fly. Yeah, but Rocket Man Spider, did. They have Spider Man musical. Yeah. And there's actually a Superman musical from the 60s. I'm thinking about putting it on for my theater next season. Do it. Why I not? will. I'm going. You got to change it up. Somewhere. Well, let's talk to Laura about term limits because we're looking at your deal, your card. Or what is it really called? Push card? Is that the push card uh, campaign term? collateral? Because I, I really, it's, it's funny to be in Texas, and when people start to get in a camp when it comes to certain issues, but I feel like term limits, that's a, that's a, to me, that's a fun topic, because it makes sense to me to have those, mm-hmm. but some people don't want those, and I, don't, and I feel like a lot of people who say that are in it for the money, I guess, because like, why would, well, why would we, it be okay? We touched on it earlier. My personal sense is very mutable. So, you know, I'm not, like, married to either topic. My initial thought is we do have term limits in the sense that we have election days. If your representative's not doing it for you, you end their term. At the end of their term, they go out. Now, of course, uh, with that is Newtonian physics. As I said earlier, objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Mm-hmm. If someone's in, it's harder to get someone out who's already in than to bring someone else new in. So I, I do see that absolutely. The reason why I still lean 51% towards not having term limits, uh, as I feel it's very difficult to make a long term, you know, how can I make a 10-year plan and make sure it's implemented if in eight years I'm out and the chances are that someone, if I'm voted out, uh, well, there's a 50-50 chance that someone not following my 10-year plan will get voted in and undo it two years. So that's my take. Laura, you're, no, Well, I mean, I see that, that other side of it, um, but, but the issue here in Texas, Texas is a difficult state to vote in. So, you know, we're ranking, Texas is ranking at the bottom, 41 to 47 percent um, of people that are not showing up to vote. So half of our population or more is not coming out to vote cycle after cycle after cycle. And those that are in there, you know, I don't want to say everyone's elite or an elite class, but, you know, if, if you've got a candidate that's got, you know, a couple million dollars in bounty and all these, you know, behind the door deals with all these large corporations, that person's not leaving office anytime soon because they're useful. I believe that we're out of balance, um, ex- you know, especially, you know, the higher up you go, the more out of balance things seem to become. And I'm just a regular person, you know, running with good intentions. So I believe there need to be more regular people that enter politics and run. And I will self-limit, you know, I will put limitations, term limits on myself. I will not run, I will not be in office longer than five terms, 10 years. That's more than enough time for me to get in there and do the work that I need to do. And I need to be constantly looking for my replacement. You know, I, I, one of the things I want to do is have an internship program and not the typical ones, but because there's only a certain, um, 
type of student that's available, that's able to go and spend the entire summer, fly to Washington, you know, and have all these expenses, a lot of kids, you know, are, this is not available to them. So I'd like to make some type of program available, whether it's a weekend or maybe a week during the summer, and, you know, have fundraising so where young people that wouldn't normally enter politics would actually see that this is something viable for them because we are, we are out of balance. There are a lot of people representing us who do not possess empathy. These people have never held a regular job. They've never worried about how they're going to pay their bills at the end of the month. They've never had their car break down and wonder, how am I going to get to work? So we need more regular people to enter this political process to bring balance back to everything. So, you know, while it's a good argument to say, well, you know, people will just vote them out if they don't want them, most people aren't voting. Most people aren't informed voters. They don't realize, you know, this person signed this bill and it impacts you this way because we're so distracted with, you know, what we're being fed through the media and social media and slick politicians saying, oh, I'm doing this for you. But most people don't draw the parallel between how is this affecting my daily life, my bank account, how my kids are being educated, and you draw it back to that person you're supposed to be holding accountable. Well, I agree. I think, uh, especially the position you're running in, I, it makes no sense to me when someone you know you see how long they've been in, uh, been in play, and I'm and I'm thinking, well, how, like for example, Congressman Brady, I would love to know directly what he's been involved in here. He probably has been. I'm not saying he's just been collecting a check and hanging out in Bermuda, you know, that kind of. I don't think that's what's happening, but it's kind of hard for me to visually and and logically understand what has happened. Because he's been in, he, how long has, has 23 he been? years. Yeah, 23 years. And I don't, I don't really know. I mean, like, everything seems to be great here. I mean, even it's good even when it rains. So, well, wanna, roads get a little slick, but. Well, I mean, that's what, that's what happens. Well, there are also, remember, within Congress, you have committees. You know, uh, Brady was uh, when the House was in the ways majority means. chairman of the Ways and that. Means. And, and, put, and that's why I was asking about your, your thing about the, the fair tax. Cause he, that mm-hmm. was one of his platforms to chair Ways and Means. I didn't want to make well, sure it was. Well, do you think our government platform. would change? Because I know Sean, Sean was talking about the term limits in the sense of, you know, um, the voting gets people out, gets people in. You know, those, the Lord's absolutely right. You need more voters. You need educated voters. And, you, you know. and, because and people need to believe that you know, they can run for office. You know, I'm not running for me because I want to be rich and powerful <clears throat> and famous. I'm running because I want my 15-year-old daughter to look at me and say, you know what? If my mom did this, it's possible for me to do this. I want young women and my sister and my nieces to be able See, to I look at me and think, wow. The strange thing about that is it's, it's almost like to be in a political position. Because Congressman Brady, I think he was the... Ch- president of the woodlands chamber of commerce Mm -hmm. and that to me i don't i was like that's not a political position is it i don't really know because we had jj holly in i was like when i see him he's the current president it's quasi political i'm thinking to myself i was like i never thought of that as a stepping stone No, because the chamber of commerce is business related and so but it's quasi political you have the same kind of structure um it's like in any big you know organization you have a ceo <clears throat> who could be president, and you have your COO, who's the vice president, CFO, who's secretary of treasury. Yeah. You, you, you know, you can always find the uh, find the analogy. But it also seems like today's political world, you have to have that banker behind you. You like you have to to like to do anything. No, unless you can get a movement. You know, unless yeah. you can get that grassroots grassroots movement going, because there are a lot of people, you know, in Montgomery County and these other counties that are ready for change. They're ready for something different, a different alternative. And they're willing to put up $5 or $10, you know, if they believe in a candidate that this candidate's actually going get to get there and have their best interest in mind. 
Um, I don't want to be beholden to, you know, some large corporation because they've given me money because mm -hmm. I believe it ties your hands. It ties your hands to be able to address the flooding that's going on in Montgomery County. If I've taken this huge check from who, whatever organization, then I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can really do that, even though I told the people I was. Yeah, but can you, but like you're also painting that any large corporation is just going to be outright evil with their money. Couldn't there not be a person who has a lot of money going, hey, I really believe in your message. Here's a million dollars. You do what you want with it. Well, and we'd I'll... like to believe that, but, you know, eh, Dick, I, if I, can pipe I don't in, know. Do you mind if I pipe in on that? Um, you know, running the theater, we have the same that our biggest angels are individuals. A philanthropist will fund a season yeah. or a show. Unfortunately, with the cap on what an individual can donate, you don't get that. You have to have a corporation so possibly if we open up the, the cap for an individual, because here's the thing. To me, it's harder to be beholden to an individual than it is a corporation. You don't get something for nothing. I mean, you know, I don't want to seem cynical, but at the same time, you don't get something for nothing. Nobody's going to give you a million dollars and not Well, I mean, I think something. a lot, of, like but, a, a lot well, of local groups here, especially like local politics, like you'll, you'll have XYZ, but they like they support this candidate because they had the same values. Mm-hmm. But I never really, when they come in and talk about it, I don't really see them going, if you don't vote for this thing, we're not going to support you. I mean, they'll probably say we're not going to support you next election. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, they've already given the money. So there's no return. There's no, I mean, like, and I get that. But. It is a tightrope you walk. Because, again, someone gives my theater money, they want a quality production. You know, we have the same desire. But it could be easy to say, okay, you know, someone coming in, uh, a, a church or a clan chapter either way and say listen we'll give you money but you have to promote mm -hmm. artistically this that yeah would you run say no i'm not gonna take your money and there, there you go it's yeah. a big deal so there is that uh listener jennifer did pipe up uh with her thoughts on on term limits i'm gonna quote it here my problem with term limits is that if someone is doing a good job runs out of terms and no viable candidate enters the race and the officer will default whoever shows up on the ballot well, I think like what you said, Laura, was a good thing. Is you with your intention? Say you have your ten year ten year term limit. You're gonna put ten year tenure. Yeah, the ten year tenure. Uh, you're gonna be at one point wanting somebody to take that position mm -hmm. and continue the same things that are are helping the community. Because to me, like, why wouldn't you? You'd get that one phone call eight years in and be like, Hey, I know you're running again, but mm -hmm. I want to run next. You know, with the next cycle, my name is so and so and so and so. And you're, I mean, like to me, that makes that's a no brainer, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like endorsements I've, actually have a real meaning with yeah. that kind of thing. And what I've seen is a lot of us, we're just kind of waiting. We're, we're just kind of waiting for that great candidate to come along, you know, at whatever level. We're just waiting, you know, instead yeah. of actively going out in the community and identifying certain people. And not that everybody would do this, but there's leadership organizations, you know, within each one of the parties, we have a structure. So, you know, to constantly be, you know, going out in the community because in, in Cold Spring, there's a certain uh, political party. We don't have any candidates that run because it's not popular to be that. So there, you know, whether it's intimidation or whether it's just, you know, clickiness, well, one of we the, don't have qualified well, candidates. Well, being here, being in Montgomery County, one thing I've noticed is the, the voter base here is they're, they're, they're going to say the same. And that's why it's important, I imagine, if you're going to strategically run here to be a Republican and placate to certain types of groups because they're the one groups here that motivate the most people to vote. But there are there's already there's a limited number of that. But if is I know there's a lot more people not voting yes. than there are voting. Yes. So it's stimulating that party or that group of people mm -hmm. and how to get them to vote for you after you already stimulated them because simulation yes. is that's, that's a game in itself trying to yeah. get people. 
And talking about the local issues, talking about the pothole in your street, talking about your kid's education or whatever it is, you tailor the message to that person. Um, you know, legalizing marijuana. Younger people, that's a conversation they want to have. They want to talk well, about college debt. Well, look at the the, the big stage with the presidential uh, election, that Andrew Yang guy. He got popular because of that one platform, UBI. That's what got people talking. That stimulated people, and that's how he got into where he Well, I yeah, mean, you want to find a, a, a legacy talking point, say I want yeah. to run on a, a health care platform, I want to run on a campaign reform platform, a, a veteran platform, you know, education um, which to me, I think, is the silver bullet. Uh, in fact, Dick, I want to take what you have and kind of kind of expanded a bit. So obviously, historically, Montgomery County is pretty entrenched mm-hmm. with how it is. There are there are networks, good old boy network circles, however, however you want to phrase it. And of course, you have a primary and then a general. So it's kind of a double whammy on you. So a- as a candidate who you know is facing some some good challenges, so uh, good character building ones, what do you feel you you know you bring to the table? as not only a Democratic candidate, but the Democratic candidate And this will be the closing. After this, you can tell everybody what's going on, because we got about four more minutes. Okay. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all Texans. We're all Americans. And we all care about the same basic things. Mm -hmm. So even though politically we're very divided and, you know, these national issues are just just making us hate each other, basically. We hate our neighbors. We hate our family members. At the end of the day, we care about all the things that affect our daily lives. So my message and my platform is around these issues because we're all in the same boat together. The public education is not affecting the Republicans disproportionately than it is the Democrats. We're all in this together. So even the rhetoric coming from the national level and from a lot of the news outlets is, you know, national, national distraction, distraction. We need to start looking at our communities and, and you know, at least being able to sit at a table and talk about solutions because things are only going to get worse. No one's coming to save us, especially in rural Texas. It is what it is, and it's only going to get worse if we don't start looking at our communities and saying, you know what, we need to start focusing on this and this and this for all of our kids, you know, for the people that lived on fixed incomes here, for the veterans that live in our communities. I like it. Yeah, me too. All right, so just to let people know in the description, you can find her website and all the, all the other kind of cool stuff. If you like donating to Laura today, do it because Super Tuesday is on March 3rd. Yeah. And then early voting starts, uh, I believe, February 18th. 18th. Uh-huh. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it's coming up, and it's too late to, if you haven't registered to vote, you can't vote in the primary, but you can still register so you can vote in the general. Okay, that's and, in November. Yeah, and I think your deadline to uh, register to vote for the general is early. 30 days. 30 days, th- 30 days out. The actual, yes. So early October. Well, cool. Thank you so much for coming Thank in you guys. and being Appreciate on the air with us. And good luck on the road. Be safe. And, I mean, really good luck covering all that. I don't I don't know how. Because we make a joke with Sean. And it's like what you do is you just pay body doubles to be everywhere. <laughs> and I even said, like, you should just be, get people who don't even look anything like you. Just have them wear, like, a blonde wig. Mm. And then so they get it. And then that, so they'll remember that. Be like, yeah. that, that, what's going well, on Well, I, I am available for hire and cheap. Awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah. you yeah. shave your yeah. face, yeah. you think? Uh, I'll, I will work around okay. it. Makeup, makeup will <laughs> I think it. it'll work. It's I think, been a pleasure talking yeah. to Laura Jones. Laura Jones for Congress.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, vote. Vote smart. Vote early and maybe vote often. I don't know. Yeah, vote with a point, uh, coin flip. There you right. go. Dick and we'll his be coins. back on Friday. We have the one of the chairman of the Go Texan Parade coming in, guys. Uh, if you don't know the Go Texan Parade, it's a local parade that happens here in downtown Connor. That's the unofficial kickoff for the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. 
So we're gonna have Brian Dawson in the studio. If you don't know who that is, then you're gonna you're in for a show because he's, <laughs> yes. he's, he's, he's a he's a character. He's a character, and he's coming into the studio. That's on this Friday. We'll be live here on Facebook and of course Lone Star Community Radio, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's 10:54. We'll see y'all on Friday. Try the moon and reach for the stars. With my soul and-